Let us stand that God's blessings might be invoked upon these gifts. All things. and young men. They do an excellent, excellent job. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's right. Y'all just stand. Amen. Just, just stand facing the congregation. I saw them in the gym practicing between services. Excellent. We are proud of you. Come on up here, baby. Come on up here. Amen. Crystal, on behalf of the pastor, you do an excellent job. Thank God for you. Where's your great husband? balcony. Stand, brother. Stand, brother. Where you at? Praise God. Love you. Love you, man. Love you. Thank you for the hard work, and it is hard work. Just greet the congregation and thank, and tell them, you know, what you do with these young people. You do a phenomenal job. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, I just have to say, it's a blessing to me working with uh, these wonderful young people. They come out at week after week. Every Monday, we practice from six to eight, and um, we just, you know, take time and we recognize that it's ministry, and we just thank God for the talents that he's given us, and we're just trying to do the work for the Lord. So I just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, you guys could be seated right up here on the benches. Just, you know, you were sitting on the steps this morning, right? Just, uh, all right, go, go back, go back, go back. Praise we thank God for you. We're proud of you. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love youth. I love my youth. Love my youth. Amen. They, they could be out in the street doing something else. I love my youth. Church, say amen. All right. Choir.
try to pray, but where are you? I'm all churched out, hurt and abused. I can't fake what's left to do. Truth is, I'm no strength to fight, no tears to cry, even if I tried, but still my soul refuses to
the King. Father, we bless your name. We thank you on this momentous occasion where we celebrate the birth of our great Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this Lord's Day. Thank you for the privilege of worship. Thank you for the praise and dance. Thank you for the music and the musicians. Thank you for our awesome choir. We lift you up this morning. Pray that you would be glorified, that you would be magnified, that the saints of God would be edified, that Satan would be horrified. In Jesus' name, amen. Praising. That's why, that's why our church is the greatest church in the world. That's why. Hallelujah. We're great because we're emphatic about lifting up Jesus. Hallelujah. See, Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, then I'll be ashamed of you. We thank you, we praise you, we exalt you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ on this celebration of Christmas, not Xmas. Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. When I was growing up in the 50s, I remember on TV, I, I remember so many stories of Mary and Joseph, the nativity. I haven't seen one yet. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about Jesus anymore. Happy holidays. Yeah. And it's just a sign of the times. Can I get a witness? that Christ will remain in Christmas in this church. Can I get a witness? Truly, he is the reason for the season. Thank the youth for awesome, awesome job. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for him. Please, God. Amen. Praise Jesus, and for our awesome, awesome, awesome choir. Let's get the Lord. Come on, give him a hand clap. Come on. Kent, thank you. Thank all of you. Praise the Lord. This morning, to kind of bring everything into context, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. St. Luke chapter 2. Luke the physician, Luke the historian. Luke, who assisted Paul on his Paul, Pauline journeys. Luke, 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 who wrote St. Luke and the book of Acts. Luke was a doctor, a physician, and a historian. And it's here in Luke chapter 2 that I, I want to concentrate particularly on what the angels 
had to say. Verse 8, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, that's Bethlehem, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel and a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. This morning, I want to capture, if you will, a theme, a thematic thrust, when divinity entered humanity. When divinity entered humanity. The birth of Jesus Christ was undoubtedly a critical connection of promise and power, prophecy and proclamation, a baby and a buyout, a seed and a son, a savior and a sacrifice, a ransom and a redeemer. This is where divinity kissed humanity, grace change man's grief into glory. And Luke chapter 2 opens to us the birth of Jesus Christ as we see, beginning at verse 7, all the way to literally verse 14 for our text. And what jumps out of the pages, from the pages, we, we see the angels making an appearance. They show up. They show up in the sky at night. We then, from the appearance, we see an announcement, and then finally we see an applause. And when we begin to look at this text closely, the appearance was something that was highly unusual for angels to appear in the backdrop of a dark sky at night. The announcement was superior. They came specifically to announce what many would call a mystery. And then the applause was both to God, the Father in heaven for his ingenious plan, and for God the Son for his birth into the human race. I want to look at verse 14 and use that as a backdrop to three points I want to cover and let you go. Glory to God in the highest, which denotes worship, and on earth, 
different demographic, different direction, peace, goodwill towards men, which denotes a wonder. They begin with a worship, they end with a wonder. I, I see these angels. In systematic theology, there is a course called Angelology, all about angels throughout the Bible. We saw an angel in the Garden of Eden with a flaming sword that would not allow Adam and Eve to re-enter once they had sinned. So they could not be locked into damnation. It was grace that angels kept Adam and Eve out. We see angels in Genesis 19 when God had negotiated with Abraham for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, a city taken over in immorality and God sent angels into the city to get just Lot and his family, whose wife turned into a pillow of salt because she turned around. We see angels in the life of Elijah when Elijah and his servant were going on to a certain city and Israel's enemies came over the hill by the thousands and Elijah's servant became nervous and said Elijah my my Lord do you see what I see and Elijah prayed to God that God would open up his eyes and when God touched the servant's eyes he saw tens of thousands of angels with their sword drawn and Elijah told his servant, there's more here for us than against us. Angels play a significant role throughout scripture and these angels are both visible and invisible. They are messengers, they are protectors, they are overseers. They observe the church particularly. They don't seem to understand grace. They are always learning more and more about God. They're not omniscient. So they do have a limitation on their learning. They are super intelligent, super strong. They can travel across continents in microseconds. They are spirits. They are flames of fire. They protect the elect. In fact, your angel is sitting right next to you. You have an angel. And we pray that you don't take your angels in the wrong place. Pray that you don't cuss in front of your angels. and Pray that you would not rob God in front of your angels. Pray that... Amen. You would thank God for your angels, but angels, amen, protect the holiness of God. They're in heaven. They stand before his throne. There are ranks of angels. They are righteous, and they refute evil. 
principalities, powers, dominions, thrones, four-headed monsters, four monsters. They are around the throne of God. And there are only two angels we know by name, Michael, who is the archangel. He's the top angel, the protector of Israel, and then Gabriel, amen, who's God's main messenger. It was Gabriel who brought a message back to Daniel when Daniel was praying two weeks. And as Gabriel was bringing the message back, he told Gabriel, the reason I'm late, he told Daniel, the reason I'm late is because I was bringing the message back from God to you, Daniel, and the prince of Persia, Satan, and his demons met us in the sky, and, 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 and I was uh, in the sky fighting, trying to get back to you, but Michael and his angels relieved me in heaven, and I'm here to let you know that God has heard your prayer. These angels are camouflaged many times. The writer to the book of Hebrews says, be careful, yeah, how you entertain strangers. Some of them may be angels unaware. Hey, here in this text, And I need, to, I need to share this before I preach. Back in the 70s, I was going to Bible college, riding in my car up 95, and I fell asleep at the wheel. And my car started drifting towards a tractor trailer. And I want you to know, from the bottom of my heart, I heard somebody say, Raymond, wake up. I wasn't high, I was saved. Hadn't been drinking. And I woke up and grabbed the wheel and spun it around, and nobody was in the car with me. But somebody called my name. Some, somebody, 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 somebody got my attention. My God. I want to look at three aspects here. I'll get some calls on that. When else did you hear somebody call your name? My, first, first, I want you to notice that Jesus' birth was communicated by a proclamation from angels. This communication is interesting because those of you that are Bible students know the intertestament period between Malachi and Matthew, God had not spoken to anybody for 400 years. God didn't send a vision. God didn't send a message. God never spoke to anybody. Uh, God had shut up all communication from heaven to earth 
And the, the next communique was going to be announcement about his son. And it's here in this announcement, this first this appearance, if you will, that we, we, we gather out of this text that these angels, amen, particularly this one angel, amen, is manifesting a, amen, an appearance that's pretty much a mystery. The text in Luke chapter 2, real quickly, it, it, it says, beginning in, um, amen, uh, 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 verse 35, and the angel answered, this angel Gabriel, verse 26, in the sixth month uh, uh, when, when Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, had already been six months pregnant, in the same six months, this angel had come to Mary and Gabriel in verse 27, announces to a virgin engaged to be married to Joseph, which literally, amen, made them husband and wife. And the virgin name was Mary, girl about 17, 16, 17 years old. And, and, and the angel, verse 28, came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Now, now let me stop, please. There's nothing special about Mary. We don't believe in Maryology. Mar the word highly favored means she was graced. That's all it means, grace. Grace is love we don't deserve. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and the Bible says she was highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, This is Gabriel. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor, grace with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, he shall be called the son of the highest, the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of the kingdom there shall be no end. Now, now, now let me stop, start, uh, stop Park, and pause momentarily because we're not going to be here that long, but for those of you that like studying the Bible, there are some mysterious things said here. This child you're going to have prophetically will reign forever. Meaning, mysteriously, there's no end to him. He will assume David's throne, the divinic covenant, 2 Samuel 7, 14, which is also interesting, because David said in Psalm 110, listen to this, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, said to my Lord, small L-O-R-D, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So this baby in Mary's womb is not only prophetically a king who will rule forever, but it's God. Hmm. This announcement 
says, he will reign, 33 forever, the kingdom shall be no end. And then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the third person of the Trinity, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Those of you that are doctors or nurses, this is simply saying, you will be a man under an, 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 an anesthetic, some kind of sleeping pill as to what's going on inside of you. The Holy Ghost is coming in and doing his work. He's going to overshadow you. He's going to be in your womb, over your womb, around your womb, and he's going to protect that which is in you for it is holy. It will not come in contact with you. It will be holy. And, and, and this is the miraculous birth that the church must in fact protect. Well, how can a virgin have a baby without a man? Well, how can you be here this morning alive? Hmm. How can you be saved after all the hell you've been in? Mm. It is here that we start to see a strategic combination of things taking place. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, two different demographics. We, 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 there, there are things inferred here I want to go through quickly. First is the combination of the infinite coming in contact with the finite. God who is infinite, that means he's limitless. He knows everything, all things before they started. You didn't get this. He sees everything before it manifests. He hears everything before it's said. The limitlessness of our God, the, he's infinite, he knows just how far an ant can carry a leaf down to the microsecond. He knows all things. He's omniscient. How can that which is infinite take on that which is finite and not compromise being infinite? He, he told Job, God, God told Job in Job 38, he says, uh, uh, gird up your loins and answer my question. He says, who are you? He asked Job, where were you when I threw out the universe? And I told the oceans they can only come so far and then they had to go back. When I put mountains in place as balances to the earth, where were you when I put the sun and the moon on shifts and they've never been laid? Where were you when the stars, all of whom I know by name, twinkle when I ask them to twinkle, disappear when I ask them to appear? Where were you when I put the Leviathan in the dark sea, when I let the eagle uh, fly in the trackless air? Where, where, where were you, boy, when, 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 when I allowed, Lord have mercy, birds to fly, swim to fish, 
uh, plants to grow, trees to lift their branches. Where, 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 where were you when, when, when I can make a black cow eat green grass and give white milk? Where, 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 where were you? The infinite, the finite, the eternality, the emptying in time, the logos and the life. Watch this connection, the creator and the creation. How can the creator live in the same body with a creation? The chosen and the channel, the Lord and the Lamb. God and man and man and God. And, and what, 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 what is being inferred is that what I'm announcing is something way out of the ordinary. In, in our realm of math, and I said this this morning, and I I'm not exact on this, but we, we, we go to elementary school, we learn arithmetic. Simple computations of addition, subtraction, division, multiplication, and then we move up to fractions, then we move up to algebraic terms, then we move up to trigonometry, then calculus, then theorems of equations. We keep progressing mathematically. And, 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 and in all of our progressions, God says, your math and my math is different. In, 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 in our math, we can only go to 100%. It's either 90-10 or 80-20 or 70-30 or 60-40. It can never go beyond 100%. God says, that's not my math. God says, my math is that my son Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. He is the hypostatic union. He's all God and all man. And being all God has nothing with him to be being all man. And being all man has nothing about him being all God. Neither is diminished by God. I hear, I hear, I hear people say, well, when Jesus came, he laid down his, he gave up, excuse me, his glory. He never gave up his glory. He hid his Shekinah. He actually zipped up his glory so you could see him as a man. If Jesus did not zip up his glory, he would kill everybody he came in contact with because no flesh can glory in his sight. See, when you see Jesus in all his glory, you got to fall prostrate. That's why every knee shall bow. Do I have a witness? Every tongue shall confess. Can I get a witness? Uh, child, 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 child of God, the angel appears and makes a mysterious announcement of communication. Secondly, the Jesus' birth was confirmed by a prophetic or a prophecy from the angels. Look at verse 12, real quick. Chapter 2, verse 12. Are you with me? And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in rags. 
from riches to rags, <laughs> swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, not a castle, not a five-star hotel, but he's coming in somebody's barn because there's no room for him at the end. There's no room for Jesus in this world. There's no room in the White House. There's no room in the Congress. There's no room in the nations for Jesus. Yeah, somebody got to preach it. They, people don't want to talk about Jesus no more. They, they'll, they'll talk about the church. They'll talk about God. They'll, yeah, they'll use all of these ambiguous terms and ambiguity about this and ambiguity about that. But I, I like to hear the name Jesus. I like to hear somebody mention that name that makes demons tremble. That, that, that name that makes blind men see. That, that name that makes, yeah, dead men walk. I like to hear that name. There's power in that name. Isn't there power? There's so much power in that name. Jesus told the woman at the well, he said, woman, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for water. Can I get a witness? I am the fulfillment of all scripture. Search the scriptures, they speak of me. Can I get a witness? I, I, I am the second person of the Trinitarian God. Oh, I need to deal with this. He said, ain't no trinity. Ah, wait a minute. Who was God talking to in Genesis 1:26 when he said, let us make man in, my, in our image? Angels don't have creative power. Only God can create. Can I get a witness? In Isaiah chapter 6, when God said, who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here am I. Send me. Can I get a witness? Child, 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 child of God, you, you need to understand that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they were face to face. In the beginning was the Word, and they were beholding each other's glory. Let, let, amen. Before the foundation of the world, God the Father said, I got a plan. God the Son said, I'll pay for it. God the Holy Spirit said, I'm the witness. Can I get a witness? They came together with a plan. God sent the Son. Jesus died, resurrected, went back and sent the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost don't speak about himself. He speaks about him. He is the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. He's divinity and humanity. He's all divinity and all humanity. He had to humble and hide himself. He's power and prerogatives. Lord, have mercy. He had to put aside his incommunicable attributes. Yeah. Hmm. He's the radiance uh, of Almighty God. And Jesus knew if he, were gonna, if he was going to come here, he had to submit, suffer, and surrender to the will of God. And, and, and child of God, that's why Paul says in Philippians, let this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do I have a witness? He came in a manger, insignificant, born in rags, swaddling clothes. He was lying there in a manger where animals were, cows and sheep, 
Urine and Manoah, and here comes the king. Now, 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 I need to be clear and transparent, which I, 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 I know I'm not that humble to come like that. It's one thing to go from rags to riches. Some of you grew up with rags. And by God's grace, you done made it to some riches. But to go from riches back to rags, that's a whole nother story, isn't it? You ain't got to say amen. Let me look at the clock. When I go and travel, I got to stay at a, a nice four or five star hotel. My days are over of staying in a room with three walls and a closed window. I need room service where I can order some hot wings. I need a refrigerator in my room. Beaming, you call it a wet bar. Can I get a witness? I need room service. I need to be able to pick up my phone and say I like this and that and know it's coming. Because see, I'm spoiled. Just like you. Can I get a witness? I want to know when I pick up their phone, somebody heard me, somebody's bringing my order back to my room. It won't be too long. It's not going to be cold. It's going to be just like, but Jesus made no demands like that. He went from riches and glory down to rags and ruin. He, he decided to come into a manger in rags, swaddling clothes. But that wasn't a mystery. The mystery was that God the Father and God the Holy Spirit had to take he who is everywhere at the same time because he's omnipresent and compress Jesus into a seed and put him in Mary's womb as he's an embryo in a bag. He was still controlling the universe with the telepathic messages of his mind because Colossians says by him all things consist by him all things are held together so when you think you're getting ready to fall apart just think about Jesus if he's able from an embryonic stage if he's able to hold the universe together, he can hold your marriage together. He can hold your family together. He can hold your money together. Somebody said he's able. Oh, he became insignificant. And then Paul picks it up and says he's the fullness representative of the Godhead in bodily form. God the Father don't have a body. God the Holy Spirit don't have a body. God is spirit. And they that worship him, John 4, 24, must worship him in spirit and truth. But only Jesus has a body. Can I get a witness? Before the foundation where he said, prepare me a body that I may go down and die for Raymond God. It doesn't have to be a Robert Redford body. It doesn't have to be, yeah, yeah, a Danzel body. Danzel, watch the body. Just give me any kind of body. Just, just, just give me a body. Just give me a body. Just give me a body. And the Bible says that when he got the body, he became a man. 
The purpose of being born was to die. Do I have a witness? He came to die for your sins and for mine. Didn't he come to die? He came to die. And here's what I love about my Lord. Even when he resurrected, Lord have mercy, even when he was back in all of his beatific glory, all of his splendor, he walked in the upper room through the walls and breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Then he looked at Thomas and said, Thomas, come here because you were missing the first meeting. He said, Thomas, put your hand in my hand. Feel the nail prints. I'm preaching so. Put your hand in the hole in my side. Can I? And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. That means Jesus is sitting in heaven right now with holes in his hands. Because for, from eternity, we will be in heaven looking at them holes, being reminded that he died in my place for my sins. Mm. Mm. They appeared. They communicated. Mm. And then they confirmed. Now they're going to celebrate. Look at verse 13 real quick. And suddenly, I like that word suddenly. And suddenly, notice that's right behind the manger scene. While the babe is in the manger, angels decide to call a sky party. And the Bible says, and suddenly there was with the angel, <laughs> the, the word the, yeah, denotes one, with this article, with the angel, a multitude. The word multitude in the Greek does not mean two or three hundred. It means hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Lord have mercy. Now the whole sky lights up. A multitude of heavenly hosts. The heavenly host denotes elect angels, not evil angels, not fallen angels, not dark angels. Angels full of light. Angels who love the Lord, angels who will come back with Jesus to defeat Satan. This heavenly host started praising God. I, let, me, let, me, let me stop talking. Uh, one of my favorite expositors, David Jeremiah, uh, I heard him on TV. He was saying he preached on angelology around the holidays one year and said that angels sang and some preachers, pastors, and evangelists called him up and said, you wrecked my Christmas you almost wrecked my Christmas. Angels never sang. The Bible says they praised God and said. But I'm going to write David Jeremiah, who's the best friend of Cheryl Babb, and say angels did sing. They sang Job 38.7 at creation. They sang God's praises when God threw out the Milky Way. They sang when God threw out the universe. Can I get a witness? Child of God, that, that, that is, these angels, these angels began a worship experience. They praised God. Let me stop talking. We almost finished. I demand on Sunday. We don't come walking in church 
delirious, half-hearted. Are y'all with me? I demand excitement and praise. Are you praying with me? Yeah. If I bought a Hollywood star in here, you'd be on your feet clapping for minutes. Yeah. If I bought Beyonce or one of them in here, you'd be giving them a rounding applause for 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they can't do nothing for you. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching to somebody this morning. You know what the problem in the church? You, you, you holler at the wrong things. Can I get a witness? You get excited about the wrong, what you ought to get excited about, you don't get excited about. Can I get a witness? When you hear the name of Jesus, you ought to get excited. Uh, the man of Galilee is the one that saved my soul. The man from Galilee is the one that made me whole. The man from Galilee is the one that keeps snatching me out of trouble. And you know the story. Every time we get in trouble, the tow truck comes. Sometimes we ain't even call for the tow truck. Have you ever been in trouble? You never prayed, but you got help? Can I get a witness? Any faithful? In God faithful? Won't he do it? He's all in it. He's awesome. Look at this. I'm coming in. Glory to God in the highest. They praised God and said, glory to God in the highest. Yeah, and this leads me to my final point. They celebrated. What did they celebrate? With hearty worship, they celebrate the birth of the Son of God. See, listen, and I, I'm, I'm glad we're on TV. I'm glad we're streaming worldwide. I want everybody to hear this. If you don't like it, tough. What's going to send folk to hell is not that they don't go to church. What's going to send folk to hell is not that they worship in some God. You can do, you can do your God. You can, you can eat lettuce the rest of your life. You can eat chocolate-covered ants the rest of your life. You can be a vegetarian and stop eating meat the rest of your life. You can serve any other God you can name. What's sending you to hell is the rejection of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Hey, 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 hey man. And once, once, you, once you do not confirm and confess that he is God, can I get a witness? Wait a minute. And, and these religions walking around here talking about, we believe he's God. You're lying. He's, listen, he is the Son of God. Now that's going to knock out half the religions of the world. Then he's God, the Son, that's going to knock out the rest of the world. Can I get a witness? Well, I believe he's a Son of God. No, he's the unique begotten Son of God. Do I have a witness? And not only is he the Son of God, he's God, the Son. Only God can stop a storm. Only God can tell water to shut up. Only, only God can make the uh, dead come back to life. Only God can feed a multitude with a little boy's sardine lunch. Only God can pull you out of hell with smoke still in your garbage. Only God can rescue you. Only God can help you. Only God can, oh, I'm preaching. Only God can make you defy the doctor's report. Can I get a witness? He's able. Can I get a witness? But child of God, I want you to see this as we close. 
Glory to God, the highest worship and on earth. Here's the other demographic. On earth. Here comes peace and goodwill towards men. Can I get a witness? You see, child of God, only Jesus can bring peace. Your marriage counselor can't bring peace. Only Jesus can bring peace. Shalom, he's a peacemaker. He's the prince of peace. Can I get a witness? He can bring peace to a troubled mind. He can bring peace to a troubled home. He can bring peace to a troubled heart. He can bring peace to a troubled church. He is peace. In fact, when he comes in the door, racket and confusion's got to leave. Because peace has entered in. Can I get a witness? And he said, my peace, I give to you, not as the world give it to you. And then he had the nerve to say, let not your heart be troubled. Whatever's bothering you, don't let it bother you because I am your peace. Whatever you keep thinking about, don't worry about it because I am your peace. Whatever the devil uses to keep nonsense, just stop it because I am your peace. His name means peace. But wait a minute, his name is Jesus, which means salvation. But the prophecy said, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Can I get a witness? He is with us. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus I said Jesus I said Jesus is Lord to the glory to the glory to the glory of God say yeah say yeah what a fellowship what a joy divine what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Can I get a witness? There was a communication. There was a confirmation. There was a celebration. Because God had entered the human race. Aren't you glad he entered the human race? Aren't you glad, glad he came and died in your place? He died, didn't he? Didn't he die? He died. Oh, he died. I said he died. To the sun, stop shining. He died. To the earth, start reeling and rocking. He died. Roman centurion said, surely, surely, this was the son of God. Appearance, announcement, applause. Hmm. Communication, confirmation, celebration. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, 
Every eye is closed. See, I don't believe everybody in church is going to heaven. You must be born again. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved, truly born again, believing he died for your sins, was buried and rose again, just raise your hands. They want, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. He wants to save you. I couldn't think of a better time to get saved than on this verse. God bless you. Come on, baby. Is there another? Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Is there another? Come on. Come on. Come on up. Baby, I wish I had got saved at your age. Come on up. There you go. There another? Step on out. Oh, Lord. Look at, and they're bringing kids with them. Come on. Come on. Anybody else? Step out. Step out. You need to give your life to Jesus. You may not be here next week. You may not see 2013. Come on, baby. That's it. Come on, baby. Come on. Right here, baby. Come on. There another. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is good. And when he comes in and saves you, he puts you on a new road. Is there another? Perhaps you're looking for a church home. You want to join the church? Raise your hand. If you want to join our church, raise your hand. Is there another? Praise Jesus. Thank you, ladies. I'm going to ask you to follow the preacher. Church, say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we, when we break fellowship here, we go down the hall to your left, to the FLC gym. We have some hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> we have some good food. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, no call Wednesday next Monday night at 10 o'clock. I watch night service, dress down. We love you. Let's look to the Lord. Father.